The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Joria Bono. I'm a primary teacher on the South Coast, founder of Tiny Voice Talks, and recently published author of Tiny Voices Talk. And I'm Kate McBracken. I'm a year one teacher in Buckinghamshire. I was a speaker on Toria's podcast a little while ago, and I'm one of the contributors to her book as well. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in languages and design and technology with a beautiful Hindu myth on the nature of grief. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for grief awareness, which should help you find the story of Yami and Yama. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of November 2022, you'll also get the story as a paper Paperback, gorgeously and sensitively illustrated by Heather Zeta Rose, which should be with you in time for National Grief Awareness Week. Don't worry if you miss that though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Caitlin, Toria, Yami, and Yama. And Caitlin, you've already mentioned your former language teacher for having such a big impact on you. And perhaps that impact is what we're going to feel right now. The fact that you have found some modern foreign languages for us for ages four to seven. My French teacher had a huge impact on me. And she's the reason I wanted to continue learning French and specialize in languages alongside being a teacher so I guess this is where her impact is being felt to this day which is quite nice. When we did our RE episode I talked about being in a very diverse school community and I thought that would be something that Hmm. again could be used as kind of a learning tool with regard to languages because it's not the same in every school but in ours we've got members of staff and pupils who speak Hindi fluently at home. So bringing that sort of Mm. knowledge and experience into school Mm. would be a really positive thing, you know, bringing that pride into speaking another language and that pride of knowing something that Mm. not everybody does. Being able to share that is quite powerful. It just makes me think when I had my first year teaching, I was in a not particularly diverse school and there was a child that I taught who I think she spoke Russian at home and she was really, really Mm. reluctant. She would never share any of her home language because she didn't feel empowered to do so I guess and you know that's something that I don't want to ever be responsible for going forward every child has Mm. a right to feel special for what is special about them for children speaking Hindi for staff who can do that it's a nice link into the story with it being a Hindu myth that they could teach you know for the younger ones teaching things like the vocabulary for the names of the different animals those little things that can bring languages into the classroom going off on a slight tangent with the story being based around grief and loss it made me think of Dia de los Muertos, the Mexican celebration, Mm. the Day of the Dead. Now, Spanish is not my specialism, but you can make it work. Hmm. With the younger years, you can learn enough of a language
manage to make it a valuable learning experience because the children are not in a position to take on loads and loads of language. Hmm. You know, you can bring that different way of looking at grief and loss and sort of compare it to this story because in the story Yami is really deeply upset about the loss of her brother but children are quite familiar with this concept because of Disney and the film Coco and it's a completely different way of looking at grief it's a proper celebration of the life of those who've died there's colours and music and parties which is so different to both what we're used to Mm. in this country that sort of dark tradition of mourning and then what you see in the story of Yami being so deeply upset for so long I think you know you can bring the language in bits of Spanish to do with the celebration but Mm. equally the MFL curriculum does talk about cultural awareness alongside language learning so it doesn't all have to be language which I think is potentially something relieving for teachers who are not big on languages You know, that there's not pressure for it to be 100% foreign language all the time. It's introducing children to that kind of cultural awareness as well. Do you know what? I have a suspicion that it's maybe the pressure you've just mentioned for teachers that is the reason why languages tends to get talked about more as a key stage two thing from from ages seven plus than prior to that. Because to my knowledge, many of the children who are bilingual are bilingual before they even get to school. You know, they're maybe um, speaking English because they are in a country where that's the national mm-hmm. language, but they come from a family where... Their first language could be anything. Exactly. And so um, I, you, you said something there about, you know, children not needing to have a huge focus on vocabulary between the ages of mm-hmm. four to seven. But in a way, their brains are better wired for having extensive vocabulary. They are, yeah. Now, one of the things that we, we often do when we're using stories in a, a language-based setting is we will have a go at telling the story once in a language that everyone's familiar with and then just retelling it in a different language or with the occasional word swapped out for the other language because then the language really sticks the learners have a picture of the world already inside their head so when another word comes along to describe it or to label something they're very quick to understand that word means this or something like that. So I absolutely adore your idea of getting some Hindi teachers or or Hindi grown-ups in to share the story and talk about the story and refer to the animals because any language that they are using that might be slightly different, the images that the kids are going to have in their heads will be exactly the same. So it'll be a really good way of forging some of the connections that we were talking about yesterday. I really like that kind of idea of telling the stories and slipping the second language in. I hadn't really thought about that, Mm. but it takes that pressure off of the teachers as well, because you only have sort of a little bit of language to slip in. But like Mm. you say, the children have got that picture in their head already of what's going on. So it's just Mm. hooking on some different language to it. I feel like with the younger ones especially, but even with the older ones, that's a really powerful way of Mm. bringing language into the classroom with storytelling. And thinking about the um, element of language pride that you were talking about earlier with your Russian learner, as an example, what we would try and do ourselves is we'd say, okay, well, what's a Russian folktale that this child is likely to know or that her family is likely to know? And then tell that story. And the moment everybody starts enjoying it because they will enjoy it and so many Russian folktales are fantastic we did one recently didn't we Toria the fish in the forest tale that was was from Russia kids love that sort of story as well and so the moment you you have that sort of atmosphere where everyone's enjoying it you turn to your Russian speaking child and you throw in a little bit of Russian talking about the fact that this is a story from Russia and then you just turn to them and say did I pronounce that right Um, so that they can see the love of their language that everybody is is enjoying 
enjoying it at that's, that same moment. That's the thing that's so important, that appreciation and love for whatever language it is, you know, so that yeah. children for whom that is their language know that it's appreciated and special. Absolutely. As we move on up the school, though, for ages 7 to 11, we're going to start getting all technical, are we, Toria? Helen often talks about cooking stuff, and I thought, well, Helen's not here, so I'm going to talk about <laughs> cooking stuff. So <laughs> we talk about Yammy, and it's Yammy goes off into the forest and collects sweet things and comes back and Yammy then makes them into something. And mm. I thought, ooh, I wonder what sweet things she would collect. So that would ha- that's how I would start the conversation I with the see. children. How, what sweet things do you think she would collect in the forest but mm. then actually looking at what Yama might have created from it but then we're moving into sort of a bake-off sort of thing basically <laughs> <laughs> where the children get to design what it is they want to create etc i think there would be a level of organization and i would say that mm. to everyone listening there's a, you've got to have a level of organization around this but i was thinking actually you know if i gave the children a set number of ingredients what could they then do with it what could they then mm. create what would yami have, have picked what she would she have brought and then what could have been created and then children making and evaluating that for some reason struck me that you know she used to go and collect things and he used to make it into a delicious dish would it be part of design and technology then to actually explore what makes food sweet taking the different types of food and seeing how okay the, this one is is something we'd consider sweet this one is one we'd consider sour or this is one that we'd consider and they plain. Well, potentially you're looking at another science link then. The design and technology oh, okay. would be very mm-hmm. much designing your sort of recipe, what it is you want. And then the technology bit is the actual making of it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're evaluating it. But actually having a really nice link there to the science, you could actually do, again, quite a nice link up between science yeah. and DT. But I do think the idea of actually making it and eating it. It's quite nice. Well, I I am presuming, um, I suppose you don't have to do this, but would you Mm. pause the story at the point that Yammer is still alive in order to start exploring this topic? I don't know, because I think this story lends itself to being read right the way through. I really do. Mm. I think I think that's the power of it the reading it right the way through is because actually when yama dies yami towards the end she collects the things and then she makes from it so actually you could also look at ingredients and say okay well these are the ingredients what sort of things do you think he might have made it what sort of things do you think she might have made and in terms of maybe keeping it within the world of the story so that you can sort of um, move the the engagement from from one to the other Mm. um you could actually point to the fact that yama's done all of the cooking so yami is going to now be in a situation where she's got to do yeah. some cooking so she's literally going to be in the position that your children are potentially you know and that she's got to learn all of the skills so yes. um, as she is learning the skills your learners can be learning the skills as well yeah that's all we have time for in this episode folks if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app 
Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Yami and Yama will help us create some art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon. soon.